Welcome to Because I Want to Know, the podcast where I interview guests about their crazy, unique occupations or life experiences. I'm your host, Leslie Fear. So let's get into it, shall we? Hey, everyone. Today, I'm joined with Preston Dennett. Uh, he is a UFO researcher and author. He has authored over 30 books. He's just been in the business since, I think, 1986, when he started noticing that him and his friends and his family were having issues with maybe being contacted. Am I right there, Preston? Welcome to the show. <laughs> yes. Thanks, Leslie. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, that's exactly how I got involved. found out my brother had seen a UFO. Uh, two sister-in-laws were having encounters or had had encounters. Uh, several friends, people at the office where I worked, it literally hit home. And as a skeptic, you know, I was very skeptical. Yeah. Uh, it was, I mean, it was like a ton of bricks. As far as I was concerned, it wasn't good news. I had to reevaluate everything. It was hard. Oh my God. You know, my thing is, first of all, why do you think that they chose you? Was there a reason? Was it a location thing? Was it a vibe you guys gave off? Was there no explanation at all? I'm just really curious about that part. Yeah, I wish I knew. (laughs) I mean, I honestly don't. Uh, I think, you know, this sort of thing is a lot more common than people realize. I mean, it's pretty widespread. It's all over the world. It's definitely in my family. I can tell you that. You know, and I I think it's funny because I've heard that it kind of does travel sometimes in groups of people that know one another, whether they're family, friends, or whatever. And I've heard that before. So it kind of lends a lot of validity in my mind. So... So what we're going to do is I'm just going to start asking you just a bunch of questions and I might play devil's advocate because I, I have a, a little Facebook group and they are, they're like, ask him this and ask him that. So I'm like, okay, I will do that. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, because, you know, as much as you say it's common and I, I don't doubt that at all. And I'm just talking to you not to influence or not influence people. It's just, I want your story to be out there. You've had several communications with extraterrestrials. So what started this whole thing after, you know, once you figured this out, you just started researching? I mean, tell me everything. Yeah, I mean, it was quite a journey for me, honestly, hearing my brother describe this amazing encounter with a metallic disc that he saw with his friends. Wow. Uh, my sister-in-law seeing Grays face-to-face. I mean, she had a face-to-face encounter with him. Oh, my God. Like, oh. What? <laughs> that was my, that was my response. I'm like, I'm like, what? Are you kidding me? <laughs> and so I, I'm checking out books at the library and bookstores and stuff, thinking I'm going to disprove this phenomenon. Yeah. And of course, I couldn't. The books pretty much proved that this was a real phenomenon. It had been studied for decades. The evidence was overwhelming. Mm. There was a government cover-up. It's not being taught in schools. It wasn't really being covered in the media like it is today. And that's when I joined MUFON, the Mutual UFO Network. Mm-hmm. It's about a year or two into this, because I'm like reading these books. I'm like, oh my God, what's going on here? Yeah. I had to completely reevaluate everything. Shifted my worldview. I'm like, okay, I think this is real. It's clear my family is telling me the truth. You know, my friends, mm-hmm. I trust them. I love them. These are people I know, up, down, and sideways. I know they're not lying. Right. I know they're not misperceiving. So I'm like, where does that leave you? <laughs> I really have no choice. Yeah. But it wasn't enough, Leslie, for me to really, you know, accept this. I wanted to see it myself. 
Yeah. Listen, I would be the same way because, you know, my thing is, you know, I, and I talk about all kinds of woo-woo stuff on my podcast. So this is not outlandish for us, you know, um, uh, but this is one of the most because I don't know that much about extraterrestrials. I'm not going to lie. And um, that's why when I heard you on Wendy's podcast, a Juicy Pear podcast, I was like, you know, I need to talk to this guy because maybe he can help educate. Maybe he can for sure get a story out, but also just maybe make people less afraid if that's possible, maybe? Yeah, well, I sure hope so because it did fill me with some fear, especially, you know, when I was reading this stuff about people being taken on board and they're kidnapping me, they're doing experiments on me. And I kind of bought into that until I started interviewing people firsthand. And they're like, well, no, it's not exactly what happened to me. Really? Uh, so when they tell you what happened to them, was it more of a, and I have these quick questions, is it more of a telepathy thing where they take you, maybe not physically, but work on you, like spiritually almost, like you can leave your astral, you know what I'm saying, astral projection and that kind of yeah. thing? Is it kind of more like that? And Is that how they travel too? Because, you know, we're not detecting any life unless they're millions of years away for us to get there. So are they traveling through telepathy, through thought, or, or is there wormholes? Or, you know, I, I, do you understand what I mean? Yeah, no, it's absolutely a physical phenomenon. I mean, there are spiritual aspects to it. They do communicate with telepathy. Okay. But no, they're physically here. We know this because okay. they're leaving landing traces and swirled grass in the ground and people who are taken on board, and that does happen. Oh are not in their house. You know, they're not in their room. They are gone. Wow. <laughs> uh, it, you know, people have called the police. And, you know, if they're searching for hours, I've talked to a lot of people that that's happened to. You know, and it's, and it's funny you say that because I've had a friend, and I'm not going to name who she is, but she'll know who she is if she listens to this particular episode. She said, Leslie, I went into the grocery store, and it was really strange in there. And I don't understand why I was why everything was kind of slowed down. And she, anyway, long story short, she lost time and she can communicate with her spirit guides because, you know, I believe in all that, too. And they confirmed that she was taken for a little while and they did some examination on her. And I was like, what? And so I do think that happens. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it absolutely does. I remember, you know, hearing my family and friends talk about this is one thing. Reading about it is another. But then when you see your first UFO. You're like, okay, this <laughs> is real. Now I know there's a big difference between belief and knowledge. Yeah. And seeing it for yourself, I mean, there's nothing like it. The first time I actually had a real encounter was, let's see, it was 1992. So wow. a good four years, even more, after I'd been reading and researching about it. You know, I'd seen some unexplained lights and stuff, but right. I'm skeptical. You know, I really am. Yeah. Finding out that this was real in a weird, ironic way, it made me even more skeptical because mm. I, I just couldn't believe it. Right. I had to reevaluate, like I said, everything. So I'd see stuff and I'd be like, mm, not good enough, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, need, I need something that I can say unequivocally is strange. And that did happen in 1992, late July, driving home actually mm. from my brother's house, Marco, yeah. who had seen a UFO, and his wife, my sister-in-law, Christy, who had seen little blue beings. Oh my gosh. When she was a little girl. <laughs> and, you know, they helped me through it because right. this was a big emotional time in my life. Right. Now, this was and, in California, right, Preston? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, this was in Woodland Hills, California, okay. Okay. which is a very densely populated suburb, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> Lots of houses. 
a million people in the San Fernando Valley where this took place. Okay. It was late at night, I will say, late July, late at night. I just left their house. I'm driving towards my condominium complex, okay. which is five miles away in Canoga Park. And I just, I mean, I was maybe a minute or two from their house going down their tiny little side street. It's mm-hmm. very windy and steep. Mm-hmm. I'm coming around this corner. <laughs> And I saw something out of the corner of my eye, looking up, about 300 feet up. I thought, what's that, a bird? And I looked up, and it wasn't a bird. And I thought, well, that's glowing, and it's round. Maybe it's a firecracker. Yeah. Because I'm I'm thinking, you know, it's late July. There's still a few people shooting off things. Oh, sure. Yeah. (laughs) Right? So, I mean, your mind doesn't immediately jump to, this is a UFO. (laughs) You're trying to anything but that. Yeah. But this thing dropped down over the hood of my car, and it was a little ball of light. What? Yes, and right in front of my windshield, a foot, maybe two feet away. But, oh, my God. I mean, it was a foot away. <laughs> it really was, and it was hovering there like this floating little golf ball thing, yellow, white, yeah. not bright, but I'm looking at it because that, yeah. that's not a reflection. No. What the heck? See, I'd be like, I'd be thinking it was like some kind of fairy because I, you know, I've had a fairy expert on too. So, I mean, you know, because I don't think of UFOs being that small, but I guess they are, right? Well, you know, I, later on researching it, yeah, there's these little probes like objects. I think, honestly, oh, that's what it was. Oh, okay, uh, okay. It was solid. You know, I think that, you know, there are ghostly orbs and stuff mm-hmm. and spirit orbs. Sure. But this was solid. I mean, it looked like... Uh, I don't even know how to describe it. It was this ball of light. Yeah. But like more like a glowing sort of sphere. But it's it stopped <laughs> it's looking at me. I mean it I've sensed that there was intelligence behind it just by the way it was moving. It oh, stopped. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Dead solid. Okay. And so, back and forth a couple of times yeah. and stops again. <laughs> and I'm looking at it going, Oh my god. Yeah, right? And then it darts upward. I mean it's dips down a little bit, almost touches the ground in front of my car. Oh goes straight up and the last thing i remember (laughs) is watching it disappear straight up through the canopy of trees over the road oh wow so wait a minute so did you oh i don't remember are you serious yes in fact i forgot the whole darn thing i forgot the whole experience i had missing time (laughs) you lost time well so did something bring did like hypnotherapy bring something back or did you just start remembering it Uh, i never underwent hypnosis it's not at this point. I've certainly thought about it, but I, that year was a huge year for me. Yeah. I, I had like four more, five more sightings that year. Oh my gosh. Well, so what, so you didn't remember it, but what made you remember it when you started? Was it just because you started talking about it or you started piecing things together? What made you remember it? Just popped into my mind. Really? One day I'm just sitting there, I'm like, huh. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah. That happened. Oh, my God. Well, you know, and maybe it was just that short-term memory loss, and then it just kind of, sometimes, you know, something can happen and trigger a memory, um, whether it's just a place or a smell or whatever. So, yeah, absolutely, that can happen. How freaky. So, let me ask you something. When you or your friends or your family are visited by these beings, how do they track you? Do they put something inside your body? I mean, how, or do they just know you from a frequency, a telepathy thing? How do they do that with you guys? Yeah, I would say it's more along the lines of the latter, more psychically or telepathically. Okay. I don't think that they need implants to track people. Okay. In fact, I'm pretty sure they don't because people have asked that 
people I've interviewed or talking to the ETs ask them flat out, and they're like, no, we, the purpose of implants is not tracking. It's more to measure your vital signs, boost your immune system, measure the levels of pollution, um, this sort of thing, health-related, almost exclusively, really. They're watching all of us. They know oh about gosh. you. They know about me. Um, these guys are on top of things. Wow. Okay. So why though? Are they examining us to understand us? Are they, are they here to help us? Are they here to stop us from destroying the planet? I mean, you know, tell me what you think they're here for. Yeah. No, I don't think they're here to stop us from doing anything. They respect free will, but they certainly are concerned. This is the message they give people. They're very concerned about our use of nuclear materials, Mm -hmm. very much so about our warlike ways, greed, The corruption, the pollution, the destruction of the environment, all of this. That is the one of the main messages, I should say. It's always along those lines whenever anyone is taken on board and they have enough presence of mind to you know, stay aware and not completely freak out. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> people will. I mean, it is scary for some people. It uh, really is. Yeah. But do you think they're here to, um, because it sounds like they've been here for eons. So it's not like we're new species to them. So why would they be examining us? I don't even, I think they're kind of beyond that. Why why would they want to take you on board and do things to you? Maybe to heal you? Is that why? Is that why they're here? Exactly. Yeah, that was the subject of my first book. Okay. I'm trying to figure out what the heck is going on here. Why do they keep examining people? It's not just exam. It's a checkup. They are, and that's when they will heal you. You know, we have a lot of damage going on right now between pollution and the gamma radiation coming in because our magnetic fields of our planet are very unstable right now. It's a big deal right now. You know, they came in large numbers right when we started exploding nuclear bombs, right when we got to the point where we could destroy ourselves. That's when I think they drew a line and like, okay, we need to intervene a little bit and and try to wake these people up. If for some reason, you know, and I do think they intervene, and let me tell you that, because I have heard that from a couple people that I've talked to just about UFOs in general, and um, even a psychic that I know said, you know, angels and all that can help, but the extraterrestrials, they will intervene if they have to. Like I've, she said that they have actually flown over nuclear power plants and shut them down. And they don't understand why. Yeah. And I honestly, I believe that. And also, if we were to somehow blow the planet up, it would really have a huge, massive, bad ripple effect within our universe and beyond. So I'm sure it would really not just affect us and our, our solar system, but so many other galaxies, I would think. Yeah. Well, you hit the nail on the head. That's exactly what people have been told. It's one thing to destroy ourselves, but it's another thing to cause, like you say, a ripple effect to areas that we're not even aware of. Mm. So they will protect themselves and others, and us for that matter. I have case after case, by the way, of people who've been rescued in some capacity. One lady crashed her motorcycle. They showed up. Really? Um, I've a number of cases of people prevented from car accidents. Uh, I've got two or three cases, some personally, but some I've read about, you know, because I'm documenting this stuff. Of people saved from drowning or assault or various disasters. It's amazing. Right. It's almost like, you know, in a way, because I would think, oh, an angel kind of intervened. Hey, maybe they're angels on earth too. Maybe they're helpful in that respect too. You never know. Yeah, well, I had one lady, she told, the ETs came to her and gave her a big long message. They said, who you thought was angels in your history? A lot of the times that was us. Really? They said, we've been intervening for a while. <laughs> yeah. They warned her about upcoming disasters. They said, 
know, this was not long after Hurricane Katrina, mm-hmm. that they came and talked to her. They said, they're going to be seeing a lot more hurricanes, which did turn out to be true. Yes. I mean, that's not hard to predict, but yeah, we've had a, you know, a lot of weather problems on our planet, as you know. Yeah. And they warned her about that. They gave her all kinds of information. They said, we're always here. We're watching over you. We're watching over everyone. They said, if people should start disappearing from this planet, it's being done by us for the universal good. Really? Well, pulling people off. Yeah. And that's a message a number of contactees have gotten. Like pulling them off like physically to another place or maybe letting them... Yeah. Oh, oh, okay. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I have some of my own personal cases like that. And that's a big deal right now in the wow. UFO field and beyond. A lot of missing people, this sort of thing. People don't realize this. I don't think the general public realizes that... We are not alone. We've never been alone. They are out there in very large numbers. There's a very concerted cover-up to sort of suppress all this information. Uh, There's a very concerted effort by our governments to paint this phenomena as scary, as nefarious. And that's not true. These are people like us, very much like us. Mm -hmm. They consider us like their children, their friends. Mm -hmm. We are them. They are us. That is the message they give to contactees. We are one. I hear it over and over and over again. Wow, that's amazing. I'm just, I'm blown away because, you know, to me, we're collective consciousness. Even when you die, you know, and you're in the afterlife and you're wherever you are with source or whatever, why would they be involved in that too? Because they still have a soul just like we do. They're just experiencing life in a different meat suit than we are, right? Exactly. Well, that's one of their goals as well, is to wake us up to that. Because mm. you will see you know, people who are contactees are profoundly psychic, whether before their experiences, but definitely after. <laughs> so people who have contact, you will see this. It's a very prominent pattern. They will start experiencing astral projection. That happened to me. I've had a lot of out-of-body experiences. I know there's life after death. I've oh, been yeah. there. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I, I interview near-death experiencers, and I, I totally believe in life after death. Absolutely. And that's just my belief. I'm not here to, to push my belief on everyone else's agenda here. But um, that's why I talk about this kind of stuff, because it's important to know we're not just here to have these amazing and tragic and beautiful and horrific lives, however your season is when you're alive and you go through those things, because we all go through them. To die and have nothing, and just for nothing. I mean, I just don't, you know, it's just, it makes yeah. no sense. Yeah, I totally agree. And yeah. the ETs are trying real hard to wake us up to the fact that we are immortal beings, that we do have the abilities of mediumship and healing and precognition and telepathy and all the things that we can do, yes. which are kind of being, again, suppressed. This is part of the UFO cover-up. Yeah, well, you know, those, those balloons, of course... Uh, the balloons that were shot down, the one that was the Chinese balloon, I know that was the Chinese one, but there were other things that our government recently, in the last few months, couldn't identify. And they finally just said, listen, uh, we're not going to deny or confirm anything, but yeah, something's out there we can't identify. So they're at least doing that now. Yeah, they are being more forthcoming, but I still don't trust them. Not no, one I... little bit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there was these recent congressional hearings. Oh, it was a fiasco. Oh. I mean, it honestly was. Nice to hear them say the word UFO, right? but right. they were lying. Well, they said, have know, we ever shot at them? Yeah. Said, no, we have never. We have <laughs> many times. Well, and Preston, here's the thing. You know, I think that our government or, or a lot of governments, they really want some control over their people. And I do understand that to a point. 
because you have to understand how things work and we need the government to help us with our money and our, our interest rates and all those things. But when it comes to controlling people's narrative and making it your own and only your own and not showing everything on the news or not showing everything that's happening, you know, with extraterrestrials or whatever, in my opinion, I'm like, mm, I don't know if they're going to really divulge this and they want control. And that's this whole thing. And then they do the fear mongering, which doesn't help either. So yep, yeah, that's the whole problem. It is about control, it's about greed and control and power. That's the driving force behind the cover-up. Well, I think the only reason we're seeing any disclosure at all is because they're losing control of the narrative. Yes. There's so much evidence out there. So many people have had encounters. They have to disclose. I don't think they're doing it willingly one bit. Yeah, no, I, uh, I, yeah, so. I agree. <laughs> Let me ask you something. How many species do you think there are of extraterrestrials? Is it just kind of like us, how we have different ethnicities? Is that the same kind of thing? or Or is it just a whole different kind of alien. I mean, do you know what I'm saying? I mean, I know there are different kinds. Do you know which ones? And maybe some are nicer than others. Tell me everything you know. <laughs> yeah, Leslie, I'm so glad you used that word ethnicities because that's exactly it. It's a trick question. Yeah. People say, how many different types of ETs are there? In essence, they're no different from us. They're just dialing out genetically differently. We all share the same genetic heritage. Mm. We're all human, humanoid. Okay. And yeah, they look different, but look at us on Earth. We have incredible yes. variation among us. So yeah, I mean, you can say there's there's an endless types, endless ethnicities. <laughs> That's absolutely true. You know, don't believe me when I say this. Look to the contactee accounts. I've written a bunch of books on this. I put out the cases without editing them. I have no agenda. I'm not, you know, shoe fitting or cherry picking at all. Yeah. People get the same message because they will ask. And the ETs will say, no, you know, we, we are you, you are us. So, yeah, grays, you know, the little short grays. Mm -hmm. There's tall grays, there's tall whites, there's praying mantis, there's little blue beings, there's you know, light beings. Mm -hmm. um, there's really kind of unique, strange humanoids, I guess would be a way of putting it, because they all do look different. Right. Uh, but they all have eyes, you know, and a mouth and a nose and ears and yeah. a head and two arms and fingers. So they are very much like us, more alike us than different. Wow. And I don't think that the ones visiting us are nefarious really at all. There's okay. a lot of fear. And when someone has an encounter and it scares the pants off of them, they're going to interpret this as a negative experience. Of course. Yeah, I mean, that's totally understandable. And I respect that. But having interviewed hundreds of people who've had this experience, I have yet to hear any reports of outright sadistic behavior. You know, we do horrible things to each other here on Earth. <laughs> horrible. I mean, there's genocide. Yes. And, I mean, worse. I don't even want to get into it, but we all know. All you have to do is turn on the news for five minutes and see how heinously we treat each other. Yes. Uh, and when people are taken on board, that's the scariest thing I hear, honestly, is people being physically examined. And I think people find that somewhat unpleasant even here on Earth. <laughs> they don't really like it. Yeah, no, I know, yeah and being done by you without warning, and these doctors that look like greys are a little bit different looking, it can be very scary, but it's a healing event. This is the main purpose for being taken on board. It is to examine you and heal you. Wow. It's to wake you up to your own psychic abilities. Mm. It's to inform you that we are on the wrong path, that we are on the verge of self-destruction. 
We're destroying our planet. We're polluting each other. Right. We're drinking poisoned water, poisoned food. This is all they're trying to tell people is like, listen, you need to wake up. That is the purpose behind onboard experiences. So it's not nefarious. They're trying to help us. We always think there's no negative ETs out there, but I don't think they're visiting us. Really? Well, let me ask you this. Do you think the ETs that you have encountered and the ones that, you know, all the different kinds you said, do you think they've mastered love? and unconditional love? And do they have less of an ego? You know, because if you think about it, like animals, let's say, let's just take a dog, for example, dogs have mastered it, like they don't care what kind of person you are, they don't care if you're huge, they don't care if you're tiny, they don't care if you're a woman, they don't care if you're a man, they don't care what color you are, they don't care. They love you in condition. Is it kind of like that? Or do they? Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. I mean, the beings we're dealing with are not only technologically advanced, they are spiritually advanced, psychically advanced, morally and ethically advanced, and far, far beyond where we're at now. So, yeah, I think you're right. There are some cases of people who meet ETs and they're like, well, they didn't seem that emotional to me. That's true, because there are some which come across as somewhat stern. They have a job to do. It's an emergency situation. They don't have a lot of time, you know, to take someone on board and heal them and get them back. Uh, and there are little sort of AI ETs, artificial intelligence, which mm. don't express the emotions like we would see it. So people will report being like, oh, I felt a little bit like a lab rat, honestly. Really? Uh, yeah. So that does come across sometimes where people are meeting ETs that aren't emotional because they're not. These are little robotic AIs, which will scoop you up and bring you to the craft. And that's where you will meet these taller grays usually. It's mostly grays, I will say, in my own files, but human looking as well, right. which is so interesting. Is. They look I just mean, like us. Wow. What does that mean? Well, you know, and why do you think they choose and pick and choose specific people? Is it because they're more enlightened, more awakened, or they just pick people that are totally skeptical to maybe make them wake up? I mean, do you know the system of which they pick people? I mean, is there a, a rhyme or reason to that? Yeah. Okay. There is, yeah. We've certainly, as researchers, I think got a pretty good handle on this. They do track families, mm. and it's been doing it for generations. So they're basically upholding human genetics, and they don't need to contact everyone to do that. Mm. They just want to make sure that, you know, we still have good genetic stock. So that's one pattern. Uh, there's sometimes a randomness to this. Cause I was going through my files. People always ask me this question. I'm like, I can't answer this. I don't know. Yeah, yeah they track families. Also, yeah, the psychic thing, that is another pattern. Mm. So they seem to be very attracted to the people who've gotten to that level of spiritual awareness mm -hmm. or spiritual evolution. But here's another thing that I found out, which is so cool. Because yeah. <laughs> I was like, why, why? You know, And yeah. I looked at every single case I had, evenly divided, by the way, between men and women. Oh, I thought, wow. wow, that's interesting. Yeah. You know, all ages, all ethnicities. All blood types, it's not political affiliation. I started asking that because I'm looking, you know, I'm like, well, I want to find out. Yeah. And I figured it out when someone called me from Norway, of all places, to report her encounter. And she had been healed. I'm like, mm -hmm. wow, that's interesting. What yeah. happened? She described how Grays came into her home and healed her of chronic back pain. What? So I interviewed about her and I'm like, okay, do you have a history of encounters? Has this happened to your parents? She's like, no, no, this is a one-off. I don't know. They just came and killed me for some reason. I'm like, huh. So I asked her all the questions. I'm like, well, what's your job? You know, what do you do for a living? 
She's like, well, you know, I'm a retired artist, but I'm very active in my country doing human rights and animal rights. Please don't use my name. I'm pretty well known. I'm, you know, I'm having a good effect. And that rang a bell for me because oh, okay. I had just interviewed another guy who was a social worker who was actually awarded by President Clinton for his fight against racism, wow. Reverend Michael Carter. He had been healed. I thought, wait a second. That's true of John Hunter Gray, award-winning social worker. He was healed. I started going to, I mean, ding, 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 ding. A lot of doctors, a lot of environmentalists, social workers, nurses, teachers, inventors, police officers, entertainers, musicians, people who are doing good work for humanity in some capacity. And, and it can be something real simple, you know, just being a, a mom or you know, a philanthropist or something. Right. But or, or even a podcaster. Right. Nice. <laughs> yeah. So they're helping those who help others. And they actually tell people that exact thing. This one couple that I talked to were taken, well, they won't use that word. They said, we were invited on board. We weren't abducted. And they described, you know, a very friendly encounter. And they asked the ATs, why don't you just come down and help everybody? Yeah. They said, we can't. We'll help people who are helping others. But it's up to you to solve your own problems. Mm. I'm like, oh, okay. So, yeah, they're honestly, Leslie, they're contacting everybody to some degree. Mm. I don't know if you've ever had a sighting, but that's contact. They're letting you know that they're real. Well, it's funny you say that. This is something I just thought of, and, and maybe you can help answer this question. My husband and I, we have some property in the country. We have a little house out there. Sometimes we sit along the stars, you know, outside at night. And we'll sit in the back of a truck and just look up at the stars because it's away from the city lights of DFW. You know, we're out in the country. And there was one night, my husband doesn't now remember it, but there was one night and it's happened a couple times where we saw this, I saw this massive flash of light and then it was gone in an instant. And I was like, did you see that? And one, I remember him going, yeah, I did see that. I asked him about that. Oh, years later. And he was like, I don't remember that, but it's happened twice. And that's all I remember. And this was years ago. It hasn't, well, the first one was years ago. And the second one was probably about two years ago. So I don't know if that counts or I thought maybe it was lightning, but there was no, there's stars. There's no lightning, you know, and I've never, ever talked about this because I just thought it was just my eyes. You know, who knows? You know, you, you're skeptic. You don't know if you believe in this stuff or not. Yeah. Yeah. I totally get it. Yeah. I mean, that absolutely is what I'm talking about. Okay. There are different levels of contact not everyone's life mission to be taken on board and deal with this and the vast majority of people who are having these experiences don't talk so any estimates of how common this is are not accurate it's yeah. far more common yeah surveys have shown this it's one in 40 one in 50 people oh my gosh. and really it's everyone to some degree and if you see a ufo you can bet they're aware of it and they're doing it on purpose and if it's low level and we're talking a thousand feet or something uh, it's probably deeper levels of contact there. They want everyone to know this is one of their agendas, if you will. Their mission, I guess is a better word, yeah. is to let the world know that we are not alone. People always say, why don't they just land? You know, Why don't they land on the White House lawn? Well, they did in 1952, hover over the White House repeatedly. Really? Probably would have landed. <laughs> yeah. And I wrote a book called Schoolyard UFO Encounters. Because you know, kept running into this, they are hovering over schools, driving movie theaters, yeah. um, case after case after case of them putting on what UFO researchers call displays. They want people to know that they're here. 
Well, we've got fl- excellent footage. We've got landing traces. Yeah. We've got all the evidence we need. If they so. flew over the White House, did people see it? I mean, what did they blow it off as? Uh, yeah, people did see it. It was very widely viewed. It was caught on radar. I believe it was photographed as well. Wow. Uh, and General Samford held what up to then was the longest press conference on this subject, where they basically passed it off as weather inversions. Now we know that's not the case because the weather people have denied this. The radar operators who were there have gone on record. There are books about the whole Washington incident. Wow, <laughs> it was that. not a weather inversion, and they passed it off as one, yeah. Wow. And th- I think they know now, and they, they know us well enough now, that it would be mass hysteria, even with people that kind of believe it would still be very scary because you get that vibe going and everybody's scared and no one knows what to do. And so it's just, you know, as much as I think that we're so not alone, I totally believe you. But it's it's one of those things where it's just like you said, it's so hard to believe all this, though, too, because they've never, ever really been talked about in mainstream anything. It's always been people that research. It's, it's like the Bigfoot people or the Loch Ness Monster people or, you know, and, and that's, I'm not saying that they're not right either. It's just, that's the category they throw everybody in. Yeah, well, until recently, now it is going mainstream. Yeah. This is a very popular subject on the internet. It's all over reality TV. I think most people now, certainly the younger generations, almost universally accept this is real. Uh, it's reached a tipping point. I think this is accepted. I don't think a mass landing would cause hysteria. I don't think people buy into the ET threat. I mean, most people know that this, they've been around, like you said, for millennia. If they really wanted to take over, oh, if they yeah. were truly after us, we would know it by now. Well, yeah. I mean, uh, but my thing is too, Preston, I mean, we can't even figure out which government people are mad about, you know, hour by hour was my point. And so, you know, something like this coming, but to me, it'd be like, hey, if it did happen, I'd be like, you're just, you're making us not be a Democrat, not be a Republican. You're making us all just be people that are encountering something that none of us have ever encountered, probably. So, you know what I mean? To me, it would only maybe bring people together, but I don't know. I don't trust a lot of people out there because there's just so many mean people out there. You know what I'm talking about. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it's unfortunate. And I think that's part of the problem with society today is that we are, in essence, you know, enslaved. I mean, we all have to work for a living day in, day out. It shouldn't be that way. This is not the way, in my opinion, life was meant to be. We're supposed to live with love and truth and compassion. And there's enough food for everybody. There's enough money for everybody. There's enough resources for everybody. I agree. We don't have to live this way. It's ridiculous. Yeah, and it's very power controlled. No, it really is. And wow, I am so just, uh, you're fascinating me. And I, I may have to have you back on because you're going to be one of my favorite guests. I can already tell. Um, well, just because I've never really talked to anyone about this and you have such knowledge about it, but you do it in a way that doesn't make it scary. Um, they have let you know, we don't have to be afraid of them. They're really truly here to help us from what you tell me and from what I'm gathering. So there's no reason for us to blow it off and think it's not real because, you know, hey, I think fairies are real. So, you know, why not aliens, right? I mean, <laughs> you know? Yeah, I've looked into the accounts of fairies. Yeah, <laughs> I've talked to people who've seen them. Yes, I, me too. That yeah. was something that I was very skeptical about, but I'm like, well, okay, <laughs> I have to be open-minded here. I don't know. I haven't seen them. But if you research the subject of UFOs, here's why I tell skeptics. You don't believe it? Here's a challenge for you. 
ask your friends, family, and coworkers. And I bet you that at least one of them is going to surprise you with an account of a ghost sighting or a premonition yes. or encounter with a supernatural being or an UFO encounter. All these things are happening. It's just kind of sliding under the radar. Yeah. And, you know, when they travel, do they have, I know they're so far advanced. How do they, I mean, is it something we just don't understand? Because there's no sound from what I've heard people say. There's no sound. There's no propeller. There's, you know, of course, that's so us here in the 21st century. But do, do they tell you, though? Do you ask those questions? Do you know kind of what's going on with that? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. This is a real good example of how we have a tendency to impose our own cultural values and our own, you know, state of evolution on these guys. We think, well, we use propellants. There's no way to get to another star using propellants. Right. Uh, it would take too long. Right. And that's true. Yeah. Uh, but the fact is, they are traveling from long distances, and it, people have been taken on board, and they explained it very clearly how they do it. Heck, they will put people down in the engine room and explain it. They'll take you up to the control room, put you in the pilot chair. Wow. I wrote a book called Symmetry about this lady I interviewed, Dolly Saffron. She had that experience, and she Ooh. learned how to fly the craft. It was oh so gosh. cool to hear her story. <laughs> yes, I'm telling you, this happens. It's not uncommon. Jay Gardner, he explained the same thing. Another guy I interviewed. Wow. Another guy, well, he doesn't want his real name used. He lived in Hawaii at one point, and now he's up in Northern California. He had that experience. This is not uncommon. They have the ability not to travel through wormholes or anything, but basically using very high levels of electricity and energy can travel interdimensionally, I think would be the best way to describe it. That makes sense. Uh, pull themselves yes. out of the 3D realm and pop out into any location within the known universe. Wow, wow. Uh, this is how another reason why I know they're not here to take over. They have access to the entire universe. Exactly. It's like, it why makes would they, no sense. Yeah, why would they, they pick on us? On us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why would they pick on us? Hey, if they're coming close to us, they're probably going around going, you better lock your doors, guys. We're getting close to Earth. You know? <laughs> <laughs> such a messed up planet right now. So do they talk about where they're from? Are they from planets where they can inhabit them? Or do they have to have like something to live inside? Or do they live inside the core of where they live? Do you know? Do they tell you that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. This is still a cutting edge area of research because we don't know a whole lot about it. And in a lot of cases, they're very tight lipped with people about where they come from. But yeah, Dolly Saffron asked them and they took her there to the Orion oh, wow. constellation, and that comes up again and again in other cases. So that's definitely one location. So, yeah, I mean, they're not super <laughs> forthcoming about that for obvious reasons, right. of being such a violent and dangerous species. But, yeah, they do come from other planets, other star systems, yes. and they are people like us. They're biological beings. Yeah, oh, yeah. They live, they die, they eat, they breathe. Um, all the things we do. Their behavior falls under the same umbrella as human behavior, only it's skewed much more towards the positive. Right. They don't right. do the horrible things to each other <laughs> that we do. Exactly. Do you think there are hybrids walking among us with the aliens and the humans? Yes, and it's another trick question. And yes. I'll go back to the fact that there are human-looking ETs. And what does that say about who we are? Human yes. origins, our relationship to these guys. Yes. If you look at the ancient writings, all the way up to the current accounts of hybridization, yeah. which people are reporting, it's clear this has been going on for a very long time. 
I don't think we evolved on this planet, honestly, with all respect to Charles Darwin. Yeah. <laughs> yes, evolution is a true phenomena, but I don't think we necessarily <laughs> came from here. No, we, wow. and we're all, in effect, hybrids or ETs. I mean, honestly, I think that that's what the evidence is showing us. You know, you know it's funny you say that because that resonates with me, and um, I'm not even sure why, but it just feels like in my being that that's true. I just feel like that's true, and I don't even know why I feel that way, but I do agree with you on that. Yeah, well, I mean, I would tell people, look at the accounts. If you want to know the truth about UFO contact, don't ask the government. I'm warning you here. (laughs) Because they lie, 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 and we can prove this. There is a cover-up. It's not speculation. It's totally demonstrable. But congressional hearings was filled with lies. Mm. They are talking about sightings and ignoring every single case of anyone who's claimed direct contact. Betty and Barney Hill, Travis Walton, and Whitley Strieber, and Betty Andreessen, and I mean, I could go on. Contact is widespread, and they are not talking about it at all. Not Mm. at all. So don't look to them for answers, because you won't get them. Uh, If you want to know about contact, go to people in your families. Start checking out the literature on this subject. It's vast. It's mountainous. Mm. Yeah, they are here. We have nothing to worry about. It's absolutely good news for us. Yeah, well, you know, we need some good news right now, Preston, because I tell you what, this world is going to hell in a handbasket real fast. So, <laughs> Agreed, yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> but the good news is there is life after death. Yes. We're going to be fine no matter what happens. Right, right. I'm not worried. No, 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 I am not either. And listen, I, I could talk to you for hours, but I, and I know you have to go. Tell me about your books. Tell everybody where they can find you. Everything? Okay. <laughs> oh, no, thanks, Leslie. Um, <laughs> um, my latest books are uh, Not From Here, Volume 4. Mm-hmm. It's a part of the series in Symmetry, mm-hmm. A True UFO Adventure, which I've mentioned a few times. I do have a website, PrestonDennett.Weebly.com. Just punch my name in. It should take you there. I'm all over social media. I have a YouTube channel, which is blowing up. My books are available on Amazon and other online retailers. Got more books upcoming. And yeah, this is an important subject. I really want people to just consider it at the very least. Take a look. (laughs) Listen, you know, more people, I did a poll in my group, oh, a couple weeks ago. And I put, you know, what do you believe in? And I just put like, you know, UFOs, aliens, you know, same thing. Uh, Cryptids, all the things. Aliens, they got the biggest push. People really believe that in ghosts. They believe in ghosts too. So, you know, I think there's more people than not that really do believe there's at least something beyond what we can explain or have encountered yet. Um, why not? I think anything's possible at this point. And by the way, I'm going to add all of your information on my show notes so that everybody can just click on it while they're listening to this podcast. And you guys can go straight to Preston's books, his website, because you you have been amazing. And I thank you so much for just explaining this to me. It's been just a, a wealth of information. Thank you so much, Preston. My pleasure. Thanks, Leslie. I, I appreciate the opportunity. It's been an honor and a delight. Well, I love providing because I want to know at no cost. So if you like what you heard, please leave me a five-star review or you can just buy me a cup of coffee. It's kind of like a Patreon, but you don't have a monthly subscription and you can give whatever you feel led to give. I am a one-woman show and I do all of my scheduling and my interviewing and my editing. So just know your support is so greatly appreciated. And one more thing, I am a paranormal romance novelist and you can find all of my books on Amazon. Just look up my name. I'm very easy to find. Thank you guys again and I will see you next week.